We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to the Road of His Baseball Show. It is a live stream edition with myself, Colin Kelly. I'm joined by my co-host here on the show, Zachary Kruger, who you can follow on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. And we can also see a guest down the bottom of the screen today. It is Fantasy Pro's very own Derek Brown, who you can follow on Twitter at Debro underscore FFB. And uh, Debro, it's been a little while coming. It's, uh, you know, some of the back and forth on Twitter. This had to happen. This is, this had to come at some point. So so welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you all for having me. Uh, uh, look, yeah, we've been in the DMs. We've been talking, hashing this out. Uh, Zach and I basically DM way, way too much. Um, but I'm glad to be on the show. Uh, and really, I'm just going to try to push it back against Zach because I know he's going to try to get us to go RB, robust RB. I don't know if I'm going to go that direction or let him ha- have that uh, happen today, guys. So we'll see what does happen. I'll welcome Zach in now as well. We have been talking strategy before this show. I do think that we'll have a, a fun approach. We may reveal our approach as the, the show goes on. But Zach, how are you feeling as we get ready to draft today? Are you are you confident about us being able to manage those picks while we're on the clock? I know that's a, an ongoing theme over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> This show in particular, I think, is going to be less about managing the, the clock and more about managing Debro and, and whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is he's going to be saying and suggesting throughout the course of the show. So I, I think if we can keep him under control, the rest will follow. Um, I, I, I am not intimidated by the clock. We have mastered that in recent weeks. It's it's just keeping Debro in check here and making sure we, we get this team built the right way. So we're going to be off the rails immediately. That's right. It feels like this one could go off the rails. We're going to we're going to bring in some sound effects. So just in case we're under pressure on the clock and those picks aren't happening. So today we have a little bit of Twilight Zone music for when those picks are under pressure. So we have to make sure that Zach. Uh, this is to this is to help Zach uh, his heart rate over the course of today's show. That's, that's but, a running back dead zone sound. Is what that sounds uh, like. Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll avoid that today. But um, when we are starting off, Debro, you're working over with Fantasy Pros. Lots of great content coming out. My good buddy Pat Fitzmaurice is over there as well. Uh, a great team assembled over at Fantasy Pros. What have you got coming out over the 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 coming weeks or the the coming months? I guess as we get ready for true fantasy football season here. Oh, the ramp up hot best ball season is here. And I mean, look, guys, we've been going through a ton of content. Uh, yes, Fitz has been crushing it, man. His uh, 
both from a content and editorial side, he's he's absolutely amazing. Love working with that man. But as far as the site goes, uh, I mean, look, the best ball draft kit is live on the site right now. Redraft kit is live as well. And honestly, it, it is it's a ton of information. Player profile or strategy, um, our perfect drafts. And uh, outside of all of the, the kit news, uh, for me, I mean, I'm going through a team series. And a lot of what I wanted to do with this is basically go through all 32 teams and give you actionable nuggets, stats, and basically why I think they're important outside of all the... Come on, guys. At this point of the offseason, we've heard the same 15, 20, 30 stats basically be rehashed, washed, redone, and represented. So I'm trying to take this and, and tackle this from a different perspective and give people a little bit of like some wrinkles that they haven't heard yet and how this could affect all 32 teams this year. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy time. Like we, you go from that portion before the NFL draft, we're going through the prospects and, you know, you kind of talk a little bit of maybe dynasty before that, then you get into the, the draft. Then after the draft, you reevaluate where the players have landed. But then over the last like four to six weeks, the dust has kind of started to settle. So we're really waiting for those camps to open for, you know, depth charts to start to, you know, get into proper order. But it is certainly a very fun time. And what I've said over the last couple of weeks is usually this portion is like the quiet time, but this year it just was 365 days of the, the year. It didn't really slow down at all. So content coming in all directions at all times, but yeah, great to see, you know, all the different faces around the fantasy football community progress and doing well and uh, good to see your journey as well so we are going to talk a little bit about strategy here we don't know our draft slot yet we will be jumping in zach will be setting us up in a couple of moments you're the guest ebro what are you looking for you joked about zach and his love for running back but, but where are we going here the only running back i like is craig reynolds hey ah <laughs> oh, this is a good place i'm in which a happy a, zone which is a player who i know debra made up because there hasn't been a running back in the nfl named craig since the 70s but nevertheless i know he wrote an article about some guy named craig reynolds oh my god <laughs> you, you know my love for all the uh the last round running backs and all of these guys i mean come on we talk about all these guys you you had to listen to me talk about quadre olvison ramadre uh rashad penny all last offseason turned out pretty decent for us outside of quadre olvison but uh honestly Really what this comes down to, guys, is uh, all my best ball action so far. It, it it comes down to not only building a portfolio, but looking at this team perspective. It, it, it's where are you drafting and kind of how the board falls to you. And, you know, so it, outside of like a handful of running backs in the first round, a lot of my action is wide receivers um, and really how those first few picks kind of dictate what you're looking at as far as like, because for me, it's it's first rounds back. Like, how how am I going to build either correlations and stacks into the middle and later rounds of these drafts? So those first few picks, it the wheels are turning, man. It's like, okay, who are they playing in week 15, 17? Who, um, how can I layer this with whatever quarterback is attached to this wide receiver, this tight end? You know, how the build is kind of shaping up. And you mentioned the only running back you like, Zach, but truly the only running back you do have deep, deep love for is Brian Robinson. That is the the true running back here. Yeah, I I have enough Brian Robinson that I um I, I actually received the invite to his family reunion uh, for next year. Um, they've, 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 they've adopted me into his family. I am officially not only a Brian Robinson truther, but an actual um, descendant from the Brian Robinson lineage. So uh, I, I look forward to drafting more Brian Robinson as the uh, as the offseason progresses. I cannot get enough of him. As a matter of fact, some say I have too much of him. 
Yeah, and it feels like I think we have pretty much on these streams, we may have 100% off them. So we'll see how we get on mm -hmm. today. But looking forward to jumping into it. I think it is probably about that time to pull up the old underdog fantasy website and try and get us into a draft here. So we'll set it up. It is the best ball mini at three. If you are playing over at underdog fantasy, you can use the code Rotoviz and that will get you a 100% sign up bonus up to $100. But the other plug I'm going to give at this moment in time is myself and Zach do the road of his best ball show we have been running it now pretty much around about a year but we actually started up last year as a mini series we jumped in then this year to post those shows as a main channel and then we've been doing content throughout the off season on those and then we've had some special guests on to do drafts i've done some shows with guests and writers on rotaviz.com so subscribe to the road of his best ball show podcast feed and get all those shows once they come out and have to say We've seen the explosion of baseball over the, the last couple of months, particularly over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, it's fun to do this content. We also see Derek has brought an additional special guest for those watching on video. She couldn't wait until the till the next puppies released. She had to hop in here. <laughs> this is uh, basically my little sidekick most of my days. Uh, she usually sits in my lap while I'm doing shows or content. So a little peek behind the curtains, the thing that most people don't see on camera most times. Yeah, we're always trying to keep, we talked about this before we started, you know, about the perception being reality. And sometimes, the you know, people don't see what goes on behind the scenes, but this is a nice sneak peek in uh, as the dog joins us in here. And maybe uh, that will help us in this draft. It can be a good luck charm. Uh, how are we looking, Zach, here as we, we look for two more people to fill the draft? Is that where we're going? Just the question, I guess, when we're looking for those two people to jump in here as we kind of kill some time draft slot that we're looking for here are we looking for late round are we looking for an early round slot my favorite is kind of that five six range um generally but if we today i think we could push out an interesting team from kind of between six and eight i think but and anything before that i don't really want one or two based on our specific plan of action here today <laughs> debra where do you prefer to draft right now uh, I mean, honestly, I think, uh, one of my favorite spots is getting in like the four or five spot where I've got the, the nice little conundrum of Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase. Um, that's one of my favorite spots that, or, um, yeah, I mean, seven, eight, um, somewhere towards the, the end of the round where maybe I get, uh, if I'm going to go hero running back and stuff, my, my favorite target at that spot <laughs> is usually Dalvin cook. Uh, where are we at? We're at the 101, so I already have Craig Reynolds queued up. Um, no, we're going right. with the plot. We're still doing it. We're still doing it, are we? Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. So I guess the question here is, because I, I would be, I mean, we're, we're going to literally be showing our ass the second we make our first pick. But nevertheless, I, I would not be against going a direction other than Cooper Cup. Anybody else? Uh, so I, I, I mean, would probably still lean Cup. I have a lot of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but I'm open to going. I'll let the guest make that final call. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm fine with us going going with a uh, cup here. I honestly don't have a lot of exposure to Cup because he's been he's in a weird spot. Like he usually he either goes like you need a top three pick to get him. He doesn't usually fall past um fall past like three usually. So you're basically like okay. Am I gonna? Am I inside the top three, and I'm gonna get cup, or you're basically out of luck? So I'm fine with going cup here. Okay, so before we do it, we'll let the clock run down, but I'll give you just one chance if you just want to back out. Now is your chance. We can take Jonathan <laughs> Taylor or Christian McCaffrey at the 101, or we can 
Are we? I, I hope we don't have anyone here that's going to back out. But anyone want to back out? Never. Nah, man. Full steam ahead. I I, I like McCaffrey. Like if I was going to go, um, a lot of times he is my one hundred and one. But to be honest, when you get to looking at the week fifteen through seventeen correlations for the Panthers, I mean they're okay. They're not fantastic. Like you have the Bucks in there, but then outside of that, it's a bunch of other kind of nastier teams. So. Even if we're looking at building like playoff week correlations and stuff, McCaffrey's matchups aren't exactly sexy though. And uh, we have we've kicked something off here because we're five picks. We're on pick five here at the moment, and Jonathan Taylor hasn't gone off the board. So we've kicked the draft off with Cooper Cup, who we took, then Justin Jefferson, then Christian McCaffrey, then Jamar Chase, and then on the clock is Jonathan Taylor was off the board, but. You have to say if you're at spot five and you get Jonathan Taylor, you are pretty happy because I would take Taylor as my 101 over McCaffrey and, you know, in the majority of cases. So um, I think the drafter in five is going to have, you know, he may he may destroy the rest of his draft, but he's starting off pretty nicely there. Um, Stefan Diggs goes off. So we have a lot of wide receivers going off. Something that I've been cognizant of this year, we've talked about it a lot on the road of his overtime, is when you're drafting at the 101 or the 102 and you do go running back, a lot of the time you know, there is quite interesting options at running back at the two and three slot. Sometimes the wide receivers aren't going to make it back, and it's going to be interesting in this draft now with how the teams have started with it. You know, hopefully by the end of the round, it balances out to normal ADP for the first 12 picks, but you could be in a spot where you don't get the the, the wide receiver start that you want if you are going for a zero RB build, if you don't take a wide receiver in those first two picks, which can be sound crazy to think about, but... Who are some of your favorite targets, uh, Derek, when we're getting back here to the back end of the second round? Um, it depends on what wide receivers are falling to us. Right now we've got, uh, it looks pretty, like this has kind of shifted. We saw a lot of wide receivers to begin, a lot of running backs here. Um, second round, um, Zach, who's at the top of the queue right now? Because usually I'm kind of leaning on the queue for, for a lot of these. Yeah, so I have it hidden right now. Let me refresh it here. We'll take a look. Top I, secret. Yeah, so we don't get sniped, but I, I threw my Oh, we're probably going to get sniped anyway. Case, you but... saw those wide receivers go. It's a rotoviz room, baby. Yeah, but I, I know you like Mike Williams, so I went ahead and put him on there just on the turn. That would also give us some correlation with Cooper Cup. Uh, T. Higgins is one of my favorite targets. Obviously, if somehow Mark Andrews fell to us, I think we had to take him with one of these two picks. But uh, any, any other leans that you have as it pertains to wide receivers here? Um, so the guy that I keep gravitating to, and honestly, I, I, I think he can make it back to us fairly easily is AJ Brown. Um, I, I love AJ Brown. I think that people are really underestimating still how much the Eagles can pass this year. And the reason I like AJ Brown as well is that guys, we've seen him in two or three seasons. He's been near the top of the league in touchdowns, but his red zone role has sucked. So basically, you're talking about a player who has shown us he can break off big plays, he can score the touchdowns. They're going to feed him this year. They paid him as an alpha wide receiver. So if Philly throws more, I, I really think that a lot of people don't look at it this way. I think A.J. Brown is in for the most targets of his career, which is not saying a ton because he's at like, like 105, 106. But I think he gets into the 140 range. And I think you lump that in with the touchdown progression that we could see, as well as his efficiency, which has been ridiculous. I really think he's a dark horse candidate for wide receiver one overall. 
Yeah, I, I can agree with everything you said there in terms of like anyone who's listened to these shows recently or any of my podcasts, uh, I'm probably too hyped on AJ Brown. Uh, so uh, I think we're right on board with that. Now there's one pick to go, so hopefully that doesn't happen. My dream scenario halfway through this round was that we would get two players from the group of T Higgins, AJ Brown, and the one that's after going off the board and Debo Samuel. But we have an option here to go back to back. So if you want to line up, uh, AJ Brown to be that first pick and then we'll ask Debro who he's looking at out of those kind of other names that I mentioned I think uh, like for me at this point it, it would uh, obviously Zach mentioned Mike Williams I wouldn't be against that pick but I would be going Higgins over Williams but again that's that's quite close see for me it would be AJ Brown and, and Big Mike here that, that'd be my two pick and and honestly for part of that's looking at the week 17 correlations, you have the Rams and the Chargers playing. So, I mean, that 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 game is going to have a massive total. You know it's going to be over 50. It's going to be pace up. It's going to be fireworks. So, I honestly love setting up that uh that week 17 correlation. No, you the, the week 17 definitely bumps that that bumps that over the line in terms of your argument. I am I try and be nice when the, you know, the guest is on. I try and let them roll with the picks. So, you know, I'm not going to go too bad, but I was just on that there. I couldn't believe when it was one pick away and we had four wide receivers who I would just jump at taking. So, you know, between Samuel Brown, William, <clears throat> you mentioned, and uh, T Higgins, I'm just trying like between the different drafts to get as much exposure to those guys as, as possible. So yeah, really, really pleased to start off here with Cooper cup, AJ Brown and Mike Williams. Interesting. I'm wondering if the team in second is uh, in the chat or watching and they started Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill. So we have a bit of competition right there at the turn. And I think from this point forward, anyone when the, they're making their picks from like, you know, two or three picks away from us, they're going to be thinking, yeah, there's no chance. Uh, there's no chance these wide receivers are going to make it back to us. So we'll see how that starts to play out. But um, the other interesting note, and you mentioned Mark Andrews, if he got back to us, Zach. Well, Mark Andrews went at the 204. That was one pick ahead of Travis Kelsey at the 205. I love Mark Andrews, but I still don't think I'm I'm going and taking him ahead of uh, Travis Kelsey. How do we feel about, about that? Again, I don't think it's outrageous, but I still think that if Kelsey's available to you there, you, you probably take Kelsey. I think it's insane, personally. I mean, I, I, I'm too nice. I, I, I do. I think it's insane. Like, I think like you're looking at median target projections. There's no way that Andrews out targets Kelsey. Like, I, I, I can't foresee that at all. Much less like you look at the 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 composition of their offenses. There's no way that I'm. I, I, I don't really have a lot of Mark Andrews unless I'm going for like a, a Lamar Jackson stack. I really don't have hardly any Mark Andrews this year. Um, I just. I feel like when we get to a lot of these expensive tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey, it with Mark Andrews especially, it really feels like we're point chasing. Like we're, we're chasing last year's results. And honestly, I would rather not do that. And I would rather just say, okay, who are the tight ends that we can project that could take the Mark Andrews leap this year? And that's not being baked into where they're drafting. Where you're drafting Mark Andrews, you're hoping and praying that he does exactly what he did last year. If he doesn't do that, he's probably failing for you. Yeah, and I think sometimes in drafts like this, when you see the split then between where he goes, Kyle Pitts is just after going off the board of the 310, which I think is a, a solid pick there at that point. But then you're also looking at, you know, Kettle, Waller, who are, you know, not that far off, I don't think, when we're looking at um, the difference to a Mark Andrews. So Zach's pulling up some of the splits here from Andrews, if you want to jump through those. Only thing I wanted to pull up real quick here, out of split on the right-hand side is the Tyler Huntley uh, experience. And 
his targets jumped by nearly three targets a game when Lamar Jackson was out. I just kind of wanted to throw that up there real quick because I do think that that was a, obviously a huge factor toward uh, for, for Andrew's success last season was the fact that he got a, uh, a quarterback who could run a little bit less than Lamar, uh, and they were throwing in a ton of games and they were losing. So I think that the Tyler Huntley thing kind of also helped drive up Andrew's overall target share. And I don't know if enough people are factoring that in right now. So I, I am taking some of Mark Andrews, but it's it's not something I feel particularly good about. I think it's more of like a, it could happen sort of deal. But the guy I'm drafting a lot of, as uh, probably both of you guys know at this point in time, is, is Dalton Schultz. Colin hates yes. it. Debra loves it. Uh, but but Dalton Schultz is my guy who I think has a potential to take today. another step forward I'd, this upcoming season. I wasn't going to mention his name yet, Zach, because I'm I like the I have the fear of God in me right now that he's going to get sniped from us. Like I want, uh, I want him to him, just, just take him. I, I have a couple of backup tight ends, then we can take after that point. But uh, no, as as I joke, um, I do think that the Ravens will be smart to get those three extra targets a game going the way off Mark Andrews and continue that this year. But uh, some comments coming in in the chat as well. When we talked about that last pick, you talked about uh, Mike Williams. And I think there is a real possibility he's the wide receiver one. Ben Gretsch talked about it on Stealing Bananas a couple of weeks ago about Keenan Allen's profile for targets and so on. So I think we're in a, an interesting spot there. I, I'm not drafting Keenan Allen pretty much at, at all this year, but we are getting closer to our pick. We are a, a couple of picks off here. Who are we are we starting to target? Waller has gone off the board. We do like I like to get that elite tight end. We've mentioned Dalton Schultz, so we'll see what we say about that in a couple of rounds time, maybe. But who who are we hoping to get here as we, we look back again? We lose, we're losing everybody, so give us some guys. <laughs> well, you have Jerry Judy in the queue. I am I'm quite happy to get Jerry Judy. I don't really want to pay up for the quarterback as high as we have, but we're on the clock and we have a possibility to get Justin Herbert who I'm not against that either, but you know, what are we feeling here? We have 19. Uh, I'm I'm either going Justin Herbert or I want to go Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman, and uh, and stack them up. Ooh, let's do that. Let's go. Let's do that. Jackson Bateman. Yep. Yep. Jackson Bateman. All right. Let's do that. Uh, the reason that. All right, Jerry. Sorry. I uh, I I love Bateman this year. I just think that. People are overlooking what he was able to do in the small sample size last year. But in terms of the underlying metrics, I think that he's going to be in a, a real big spot this year. We talked about Mark Andrews, and I do think a lot less people are going to be stacking Lamar and, and Bateman. They're going to be trying to target um, trying to target from the tight end side. So I'll let you go, though, Derek. You, you kind of made the, the call there. I, I'm, I, think that the, I think that the LA Chargers stack is going to be quite common when it comes to you know the teams that progress and you're trying to be a little bit different when you get into those playoffs if you make it to those playoffs and i think we're going to see a lot of teams with mike williams and herbert there so having something like lamar and bateman i think takes us away from that well and the other thing about it is i love the chargers offense for a few different reasons one i I love ben's call and i've been out there in social media streets and people hate it they absolutely hate it when you say mike williams can outscore keenan allen i don't think there's a doubt i don't think there's a single doubt in my mind for me either and that's why i've got all mike williams and i i legit like i think i have like five percent keenan allen right now his profile screams he's slowing down and that's not a player that I want to be drafting. And I really think we get a full season of Mike Williams when he started out the year just blowing doors off. And if that happens, it's Yahtzee. But the reason that I wanted to kind of shift us to Baltimore here is because 
you can get so much easy exposure late to the Chargers. You can go Isaiah Spiller. You can go Gerald oh, Everett if you wanted to go on the Josh Palmer train. But I need to keep it quiet. Can, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like you can get all exposure to this awesome offense and get your exposure without having to take Justin Herbert. Yeah. Whereas we go with Lamar Jackson. Stack's done. It, you, you skinny stack it with Rashad Bateman, and you're done. Like, oh, I don't care about Prochet. I don't care about Devin Duvernay. I don't care about any of these other, like, wide receiver three, four, punt returner guys. I don't I don't care about them. The, the other thing I'll say is, like, when we're looking at Lamar Jackson, like, I'm happy to just take, uh, and this always, always sounds bad, but naked Lamar Jackson. Like, I'm happy just to go Lamar and not have him paired up. Whereas if you're going with Herbert and Williams, you're kind of really needing both of those guys to hit. But I think... When you go with Lamar and Bateman, like Lamar can just be the quarterback one by himself. <laughs> you know, he can be the running back one as well, I suppose, when we throw that in. So uh, interesting, though, to get him at that point. It was the third quarterback off the board, but it was over a round and two picks after Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen had gone off the board in round three. So we get him in the last pick of round four. And I do think both Herbert and Jackson there, Herbert going off the board three picks later, are very good values at that particular point since that we've had kyler murray and jalen hurts go off the board so kind of going in a little bit of a different order maybe than we would expect but the same guys going off around the same ranges we've had a little bit of a run here on wide receivers i would have taken jerry judy at that point as well if we hadn't stacked it up but after that pick then we have dk metcalf jerry judy alan robinson branton cooks juju smith schuster amon ross and brown darnell mooney Elijah Moore and Russell Gage and then you can hear a sigh there uh, from the guys that is Dalton Schultz after coming off the board so pour one out there for uh, the guys here as we listen into the podcast we'll see who we can get later on in the draft or maybe even in this round at the tight end position but see at that point when we take Bateman he really is for me at a, a tier him and Judy are above the rest of those guys that I just named off I think that that is uh that's where there's a real tear split and it becomes pretty flat for me in this in this particular range who outside of dalton schultz who we can no longer get is uh some of the preferred targets here we'll, we'll go to the queue for zach who have you pulled up in the queue so far uh nobody good um let's see what we have here <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's what we call a professional transition <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> i went ahead and got devonta smith in there just because other, other eagles wide receiver i like devonta smith i i kind of prefer him over aj brown just at, at price uh i have drake london that would be a baltimore correlation also, Thomas, uh, if you think that he might actually play more than one game this season, he correlates nicely with Philly. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, just because I know Colm needs that for his his life. And then uh, Dallas Goddard, another another Philly stack. And then open to anyone else that anyone else is uh, seeing here. So we'll go for Steve, bro. If there's anyone that you would put into that list, there's for me, there's one name there that's uh, not as uh, in the list and, and should be the clear target here. But we have two back-to-back picks, so anyone else that we're seeing that you, you like and remember in the stipulation that we talked about before the show also oh yeah <laughs> uh so for me and i at zach i'm blanking on um week 17 i knew baltimore gets pittsburgh I'm, I'm blanking on 15 and 16 right now uh 15 and 16 for baltimore they get cleveland and atlanta so that was okay. that, that was the other reason why i have uh i mean London. for me I, I like drake london i think he stands out here um moving down the board a little bit um with london the only other wide receiver that's really standing out for me here would be Branton Ayuk, and i would take london quite a bit over oh yeah here. yeah yeah same so, I, so for I, me it's london 
Yeah, well, we can I'll take let, both. We need. We got two here, so I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take uh, Drake London if you let me take TJ Hawkinson. How about that? Yeah, let's roll with that. <laughs> I, I like Hawkinson. I like the call because I could see him being this year's Andrews. I don't think that it's a, it's far fetched. And it, the other, and I don't. God, I don't want us to get sniped again. But I, well, I'll put it this way: before we get to it, and I'll tease it right now. I love the Week 17 correlation for the Lions. I really do. And they actually play the Eagles. It's either Week 15 or 16, the Lions do. So we do get um, double correlation, hopefully. Uh, I, I, regret to, I regret to inform you, the Lions get the Jets, Panthers, and Bears the final three weeks of the season, not counting okay. Week 18. Well, No, never no Eagles there. But still, nonetheless, your, your, your point on the, uh, on, on the overall schedule and how it lines up is kind of nice because you're going to get pretty good discounts on the Jets, Panthers, and Bears. So if you want to stack that, nonetheless, it's still a, a pretty cheap stack to put together and correlate that way. I'm saying stacking, it's correlating. I'm, I'm new here. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm messing up my, you know, I'm sitting here talking so much about week 15 through 17, and then I'm forgetting certain teams. So, you know, both of us get a pass here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll bump it up to the top of the draft board just if you can. Zach, we'll give a run through our roster so far. So at this point, people probably can see that we have no running backs. Uh, so we have Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Mike Williams, Lamar Jackson, uh, Rashad Bateman, Drake London, and then TJ Hawkinson. And Look, I'm. I think this year my rosters are going to live and die by TJ Hawkins. That's going to be the way they go. Uh, he's at the moment my number one tight end drafted, and that's likely going to continue to be the way it is. I just think when we're looking at you know a round or half a round discount versus Schultz, I know you guys mentioned you just liked him, but then like we're getting a almost three round drop on George Kittle and Darren Waller, you know, and then we talked about the the tight ends going above that. I just think it it's such a great way to try and set up because I think he is. For me, that last potential elite tight end for these builds. Um, so we have a run of quarterbacks recently since our pick. We have Trey Lance, then we have Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Dak Prescott. So we did take Lamar Jackson in that. The writing's very small, but that looks like the the four or five turn there from what, what I can see. Maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, those, four or five. Those eyes tested, but we are into that range. We can reveal, I think, at this point, it was no running backs before round eight so at this turn we will be eligible for some running back picks if we do so desire just for the branding and how things would look it would be nice if we took it with the second pick which would leave it in the ninth round uh but how how are we feeling uh how are we feeling at this point i'm i'm very comfortable with how things have played out so far and i'm interested to see what options fall to us ideally here if potentially a quarterback or two I, I think at this point i'm passing because there's quite a few quarterbacks have gone but there's one or two still of interest but i think there's a number of running backs here that would pique my interest so we'll play, probably have to play this close to the vest but but how are you feeling so far derek i mean i like this team a lot i really do um i i love the fact that we still got into the uh, if tj hawkinson wouldn't have fallen to us i, I would be not quite as happy because when I'm going like true zero RB, I'm trying to get one of these. Obviously, you want the quarterbacks. You want to get the other lead positions, but I want an elite tight end. So I think that we were and, – and the way that I was walking into this was saying, okay, I hope we get Dalton Schultz or TJ Hawkinson. Those are the last two guys that I feel like could step into that top three range, and that's really what you're shooting for. And the way that the board fell I, – I would have loved to have gotten Dalton Schultz just because of the correlation with the Eagles – um, but that didn't happen that that's totally fine because 
If we get to this point, I'm willing to correlate in another manner. It's a little bit early um, for what I might want to do, but we'll see. We'll see what kind of how the board falls. There's a few different guys I like down here. Yeah, so we're four picks away. So I guess we can just open up. Like, if you want to open up quarterback and running back, I mentioned Ayuk in the last round. He's still there, so I would still click him and add him into the queue just in case things don't play out just the way that we want. But uh, if you can show us up just quarterback, just uh, running back, Zach. So the quarterbacks would still be available if we're two picks away. Uh, go back to the quarterbacks for me, sorry. Looking through that list, there's for me, there's one name on that list that would be of interest at this point. Maybe two names, but uh, we're one pick away. Any of those of interest? And then we have the 30 seconds to go if we want to look at running backs too. Bounce me back to running backs quickly, Zach. Yeah, I have two running backs here as well. I would be going with Devin Singletary as definitely one of these picks, and I'm open then to what you want to do with the other one. Um. I mean, if y'all are throwing it to me, I think it's early, but I, I, I would like to get Justin Fields here. Yeah, Justin Fields is the name that was on my list, so I'm, I'm happy. He's not going to come back to it, so we're going to be pushing it. And honestly, that's that's the week seventeen correlation that I was. Well, we just got to. Tony Pollard, so we'll take Justin Fields. No way. <laughs> well, you got a lot. Please draft. No one draft agreed Justin, on no Draft Justin Fields before we lose him too, Zach. Come on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't even take the running back in round nine. Like now, now we're frauds, and we got messed up by the draft board. Calm suggested Devin Singletary. Debro said Justin Fields. By the time I did both to queue it up, it was. Already. I wasn't going to push back against Calm, but actually, my my pick would have been Tony Pollard over Devin Singletary. Yeah, for me, there. it would have been as well. I, I can't believe you guys have planned this out behind my back before <laughs> we started recording the show. Calm, why didn't you play the? Uh, why didn't you play the buzzer? People do not let do not let them fool you. That was had to be planned. I, I cannot believe that happened, and I can't believe that you went with <laughs> we 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 could have just made it look better with a running back in round nine. But oh look, man, uh, I'm I as a lover of running backs, I just I had to get it in. Yeah, don't worry. Um, Hawkinson might come back to us in the tenth round, which is <laughs> absolutely zero percent chance. The other name that I mentioned was Melvin Garden. He's he's just after going off the board, also. But this is a range where, like, when we're making these zero RB builds, there's a lot of options when we get to round eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve that are are very very nice when we're trying to to build it out here. But Tony Pollard for me is somebody who I just I don't know if the Cowboys are ever fully going to just say that we are. We are on Tony Pollard and Zeke. You can take a back seat. That's the one concern there. We've been on the Tony Pollard train for a number of seasons. I do think that Singletary, with what he showed last year and heading into this season, I think that you know, in that offense, we've seen for quite a number of years that the running backs have not really produced the amount of fantasy points that they should have. And at some point, that's going to flip a little bit. You know, they're going to get those one-yard rushing touchdowns. You know that they they never seem to get, and, and things are going to balance out. But yeah, so far, I'm really happy. I would be just really delighted if it was Singletary rather than Pollard and Fields had been taken a little bit earlier and one pick earlier. But I, I'm joking at this point. I'm joking at this point. But um, how, I, I think we have to be very pleased with how we started out and how we've ended up now with Hawkinson, Pollard, and Fields. Since we took the Fields pick, Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr have gone off the board. Carr is another one who is kind of interesting in this range for me, but I just think the Russian upside for Fields this year is is through the roof and to pair him with Lamar Jackson I think like you're you've real real high upside there for your quarterback position so 
Singletary goes off the board uh, at that point. How are we feeling now as uh, my my heart starts to and my <laughs> my soul starts to come back to reality? Well, I, I think I love this team. I think yeah. The the thing with me and Tony Pollard is first of all he had over a thousand total yards from scrimmage last season, which I think is nice. Uh, he had. 39 receptions, which I like that as well. He's still presumably the RB2 behind Zeke, worst-case scenario, where if he misses time, then it probably becomes a Tony Pollard show at that point, which we know could happen. And then on top of that, we do get a Dallas correlation with Philly by the, the Pollard ad. So for me, barring or, or you know getting, getting rid of the whole preferred player scenario right there as far as Singletary is concerned, I think that Pollard has a lot of reason to, to have that upside that we need. Uh, just just as a standalone player, but then also the way that he would fit our bill with the Week 16 correlation with Philly. So I I really like Pollard here, actually. Uh, same. I, I I love Pollard. Um, Don't show any I, remorse on anyway, guys. No remorse. I will. No, 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 I, no, I, no, I regret no. to inform you. Currently, Devin Singletary correlates with nobody in our lineup. Yeah. yeah we'll go, no. It's, we chose uh, violence, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> it's more. Violence, it's more but... for me to. Zach will tell you. I like to like if something happens. I like to kind of play into the bet as much as possible. So uh, that's what we're trying to do here. But no, I'm, I'm really pleased with how it's playing out. And even since that pick, although I did mention that we miss out on Melvin Gordon and Singletary, James Cook goes two picks after Singletary, who is somebody I'm still drafting, then Chase Edmonds. I do still think that there's going to be some options here for us when it does get back. And just looking through, uh, yeah, I'm just looking here. Ayuk did go just before that Tony Pollard pick. I was kind of thinking, did he not go at this point? So we are five picks away, Zach. Who are we, who are we hoping to get here? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
we got a few players in here. Hold on one second. Let me get it refreshed. All right. Christian Watson would be a correlation with uh, something I can't remember. I can't remember now. I'm a professional. Uh, was it was it the Rams? Was it the Rams? Is it is it a Rams correlation? I can't I think believe it is. that. Yeah, something, it's a, something. It's a Rams. It, it's a Rams correlation. I think it's week 15. fifteen. Yeah, so that that's that's a correlation. Uh, he's gone, luckily, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> Pat Firemuth, I actually, I actually do like a lot for the Baltimore correlation as well. I think that that's pretty nice. We'd actually be closing a pretty good uh, Baltimore correlation if we got Firemuth, and then Rashad White, just because we need running backs. And I, I personally love Rashad White. I can't get enough of him. Uh, the floor is everyone else's for the next minute. Um, I want you to go down. Um, I want you to star Isaiah Spiller. When you're out, you can star Ronald Jones as well. But we are on the clock. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so I want Isaiah Spiller to be one of the picks here. I don't think he'll come back. He and I he think he gives us Chargers not. and Rams correlation. He does. All right, let's make Isaiah Spiller and then let's talk about this next one here. Uh, please, please pick him before we we somehow get like you know autoed like three quarterbacks somehow. I don't know yeah. how that would All happen because right, we have none in the queue. But you know, Spiller's in. All right, Spiller's in here. I I like Firemuth. We do still need a second <laughs> tight end, uh, and then the correlation purposes. But any anyone else here? I would I, I would lean to uh, Rondell Moore or Ron. I want Jones. Jameson Williams, dude. You want Jameson Williams? Yeah. Um. All right. I I have no. Is that too many wide receivers here. for you, Zach? I'm sorry. No, I've I've actually would like to have uh, ten more so far. Let's let's go, Jameson Williams here. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. We'll, we'll let the guest take. It will be nice. Will be pleasant. Yeah. Um, I, I okay. I do you want me to lay out the case? Do you want to do to make the good case that he's a great player? Well, no, yeah, we no all know AC, that. No ACL. We obviously love that. Where are we going from there? Um, <laughs> he could be the late season hammer. Honestly, he really could. Uh, be. We look at rookie wide receivers, and I'm going to hearken to a lot of the fantastic work that JJ Zacharyson has done, and that rookie wide receivers are vastly underrated, especially their stretch run performances. So in a lot of my best ball stuff, and I'm looking for ceiling and BBM three, these large field tournaments, I'm gravitating to these these uh, week 15 through 17 correlations that could offer me that late season hammer. Jameson Williams is one, and dude, his ceiling's not even priced into where he's going. Like it's ridiculous how oh, low no, he's definitely, going. He shouldn't be going at this point of draft. No, and he correlates with with Hawkinson and Justin Fields for us for week 17. So. If that game shoots out, if Hawkinson has a low game and Jamison Williams just balls out, there's a lot of different paths there. But I think his his ceiling's not even close to being factored into his ADP. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think when we're looking at some of the rookies post NFL draft, some of them did get that bounce, and even like Williams, they all got bounces in terms of ADP, but it hasn't settled where it's going to settle. And I'm still looking at these players that are first and second year players, so rookies and sophomores who when we hit training camp and all of a sudden those clips are coming out, those ADPs are going to start to rise. We're going to see, well, maybe not as much with him, depending on how much they have him out there, how things are looking. But as you mentioned at the end of the season, I think that's not going to be priced in. Something Sean Siegel talks a lot about is trying to have that roster that if it was, you know, redrafted in week 10, that you would have, you know, 10 top five round picks kind of thing. And I think that's what you're shooting for there with him. Really like the Spiller pick as well, but, we probably, and this sounds ridiculous, you know, coming from my side of the table here, but we probably do need some other options for 
we don't know if he is going to start the season as a person with standalone value. I would expect him to do so, but I think that they are going to go heavily with Austin Eckler to start things out here. But really, really like him in terms of if anything happens to Eckler. How do you feel about him starting the season? Are you pretty confident like week one, week two, we see two to three targets going his way? We see some potential red zone work going his way? I think he's going to have a standalone role from week one. I really do. And I think that the thing that I love about, and, the, and I was still comfortable going another wide receiver for correlation here, is that if you, all we need for these two running backs, if Eckler goes down, Zeke goes down, both of these running backs are going to be weekly RB1s. That's where you'd be ranking them. Like Joshua Kelly's not taking work away. Larry Roundtree's not taking work away. Tony Pollard's not fighting with anybody in that backfield. They would both be legitimate top 10 running backs. And we would be like, okay, well, neither one of them are ever leaving the lineup outside of bye weeks then. Anything to add, Zach? Are you pretty... No, I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out this cue here. Uh, I I agree with Derek. Smart guy. Talked to him a lot. I agree with him. (laughs) (laughs) And Analysis over. Yeah. (laughs) This was one time where after we went the last time, I was thinking... I'll just give Zach that little moment before we actually get him to show us the queue to make sure we have something set up. So how's the queue looking this time, Zach? Not too bad. Um, I, I think you guys would be pretty proud. This um, is the first time you haven't said, oh, it's got awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to grow throughout the show. Um, we, we've got Rashad White still on the board, who I, who I like. Uh, I like Daryl Henderson. Michael Carter, Jets, gives us that another Detroit correlation there. Uh, we are still in need of a second tight end. I don't think you're going to need any pushback from Colm on Albert O. Uh, big road of his guy. Goodbye, Albert. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, right as you mentioned him. <laughs> and, uh, and then I also have okay. Jalen Tolbert in there, who I think, uh, I yes. think at least Derek and I like Jalen Tolbert. Uh, I, th- I think Tolbert's an absolute baller. Uh, so, so I'm I'm big on him here as well. But then, uh, it, any, anything else you'd be looking at? I'll pull up tight ends here real quick, just because it's getting thin. Uh, we don't want a week six tight end. So Everett and Higby would even both be options here. Yeah, Everett's the one. Now I think I don't know how you feel. Are we are we looking can, a little bit early here for him? But uh, can we Everett, take Rashad White? Rashad yeah, White take, is the pick. Yeah, for me. Uh, yeah, I like White. Okay, I'm gonna let this one time out and here he, just so we can get another one. He goes. So the other thing that I, I I'm also it's not a massive thing, but I'm also mindful when I do build zero RB teams or RB where I'm basically, even if I go bimodal, the back of guys I'm looking at, am I, am I layering by week? So mm-hmm. if I'm looking at this right, all this tiny screen, uh, we have week eight, week nine, right? Yeah. yeah. So Rashad White fits there. So now we're looking at if we're drafting running backs, no eight, nine, or 11. The, yeah. the other running back that I'm interested in that's in this range is Kenneth Gainwell. Um, don't know how you feel about him. Um, I don't know if we want to go at this point. I don't think Jalen Tolbert's going to make the difference for us. I could be completely wrong. That's yep. why I'd be going and getting Gainwell. Who is again. it? Nine it's... seconds. Nine seconds. Gainwell. Gainwell. Let's go Gainwell. Go with Gainwell. Gainwell. Oh, I shit. Hope... I just got Daryl Henderson. You're lucky that you're joking, are you? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I was uh... like. I was no, like, uh, not, we didn't joking. plan that one. We didn't plan that one. I, I'm okay, not actually joking. Uh, it looked like your uh, the screen froze for like you know. It froze. It I, froze, and I, I was like, it, I have it on another screen, which yeah, it doesn't I was just like, unless I refresh it. I was just about to end the live stream at that point. Uh, 
So I, I legitimately thought that it was possible. I picked um, them on the other screens just to just to freak you out. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So let's just run through the uh the players so far. So we have Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields as our quarterbacks. Here, I think on. there's there's no we're we're done with quarterback at that particular point. Um, then we have Tony Pollard, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White, and Kenneth Gainwell, who I think that's really starting to round us into a nice spot there with basically a, a nice core of running backs. To, I'll, we'll get our, you know, you'll get the Twitter comments that say we don't, you know, they like our wide receivers, but um, our wide receivers are very much to be liked, and that is Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Mike Williams, Rashad Bateman, Drake London, and Jamison Williams. So, that is quite a bit of firepower. And then we have TJ Hawkinson as well. So we do need to, to see what our options are. But there's a couple of options, and I hope at least one of them lasts back here to this round. But a few people, and I know we've been kind of saying that, I think sub subliminary myself and Derek have been kind of saying it between our words as to who one of those targets may be. And he, he did go off the board two picks later. So I feel like Gerald Everett was definitely going to be an option for you there as a, a tight end, Derek. Am I right? Yep, he was definitely going to... I was going to ask uh, Zach to add him in the queue, the one that's on the other screen that people can't see, not the one that's here, you know, just <laughs> just so we're, we're, we're clear. Um, yeah. Since Zach has, you know, multiple queues that he's playing from. Um, I, I, I like Everett. He would have been one of the targets here. Um, uh, I don't want to talk the table too much. I'm going to sit here and get, like, sad that we're going to get sniped. I, I have one running back that's kind of standing out to me as well. Um, but we can probably pass on Craig Reynolds here. We can get him later. No, no, no. Craig, Craig, Craig is a last round hero, my friend. Craig, yeah, is, yeah. Craig is Craig is putting on the Superman cape. Not all heroes <laughs> wear capes, but Craig's do. Um, he he he'll be a last round selection for us. Uh, all right. Let me uh let me let me take a look at the queue here. There is a player who I found who meets one of our needs at tight end. There's a slight correlation there. We'll see. He just found him. He found him. Yeah. I. I was just digging around. I found him. He was sitting there. Um, he might make at it back of, to us. At the top of the ADPQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found him at the top of the ADPQ. Um, I've never heard of this guy. But um, no, I did find a, I did find a player who I do kind of like, so I went ahead and queued him up for the tight end position. There's no bye week conflict, so we'll, we'll talk about him in a second here. Um, we currently have – all right, we're currently sitting on 2-4-6-1. We're six picks away. Assuming that one of the guys we get is tight end here, are we are we looking to go running back? we got a couple guys here. I know Fidibro is going to be pining. You know one it. of my running back picks here um, yeah. if he makes it back to us. And I, it's another guy that I think that week one walks in here and he's got a role. Um, and if that's a goal line role, I think he could be – the top range of his outcomes, and this obviously is like a 2% outcome, but I think he could be this year's Damian Harris um, if he falls to us. I hope it's not the guy who's in the queue right now. <laughs> it is not the guy who is in the queue oh, right good, now. Oh, good, good, good. Although right. I love him. I don't know why you hate him. He I would like love to know why. Last, last season. Why do you hate Mark Ingram? Tell me that. Well, Especially on a zero RB team. They, they entertained... They entertained David Johnson. Um, can we take David and Joku as one of them? He would be a Baltimore correlation. Is that, is that I'm okay? not. Would Would you rather Higby over in Joku, Derek? Uh, I am. I've never been a Tyler Higby person. Yeah. Uh, I I get the correlation. I I, I get the correlation, Com. So if you want Higby, I won't stand in your way. I'll let Zach make the pick, and he can disappoint me again. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he, he made that pick really quick. Yeah. We take, we take right. Hold on, hold on. We got 20 seconds. Who's your running back? That you TDP. Want? Or yeah, did he go? He, he's going. Dang it, he went. Um, right. No, we'll see who's um, on the pressure, Zach. I mean, go can... up, go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. Wendell Robinson. Make Wendell Robinson the pick. Down, down, down. Uh, don't miss him. Down. There. There, there. Oh, we're going to get autoed. We're going to get autoed. Draft him. I got him. Woo. I got him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Woo. I didn't think it was possible. I've never moved so quickly in my life. Oh, oh I can't believe that. Oh. And the best uh, part yes. is, is really Spreadsheet it was like, skills live, baby. <laughs> We were getting yes! down to like midnight and we were about to be stuck with Mark Ingram. And, oh my goodness. Which I know is Derek's guy. I know it's Derek's guy. But yeah, last... but last round, not here, man. Not here. Well, we're not even going to get him last round. His ADP is 179 now. He's gone. He'll be gone. Oh, is he? He's gone. Yeah. Oh, they must have updated. Okay. Well, that's yeah, I, 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 can't, I had the I propaganda is spreading on Mark Ingram, and it's it's really. I know. I know. Uh, I've I've planted the flag deep, and it's been it's been waving over the holiday <laughs> weekend. Um, yeah, back to back to the draft board so we can hide our picks oh here, my goodness continue on this is god oh, darn it i want a tdp there's a, there's that so snipe progression. hurt yeah mm. yeah i i thought i thought that was the like first pick we were going to get there so that was very disappointing darn to it. Out in tdp uh, <laughs> would have fitted this roster perfectly as well so but yeah. um yeah that hurts I was hoping for TDP, but I, I, I like Wandell. And the reason I, I keep going with, um, I threw this out on Twitter. Uh, if you're going Justin Jefferson, you're going Dalvin Cook. There's a lot of like easy correlations between Minnesota, the Colts, uh, the Giants over the last three weeks of the season. I like Wandell Robinson just because, look, if, if Kadarius Tony doesn't fire, if he doesn't hit, Wandell's the next guy for me in line. I'm I'm not drafting Dusty Kenny Galladay. I'm not drafting Sterling Shepard, although I love him coming off an Achilles. I'm not drafting those guys. So it's like, it's really narrow if I'm going Giants. It's Barkley, it's Wandell, or it's Kadarius. And that's it, log out. Unless you're talking about dimes as well. But I mean, for the, for our purposes, I, I really love Wandell here. It was just, uh, for the build, I, th I do think the... The TDP pick would have been perfect, and oh, it would have yeah. been perfect. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see now how how things come back to us. There is still a lot of interesting players left and available. My Mark thing Ingram. with David Njoku is I'm just amazed at how much money he managed to get paid based on how many receptions he has in his NFL career. But maybe this is the year, Zach. Is that what we're feeling? Who was that, Njoku? Yeah, uh, this is the year. Yeah, I, th I think this is kind of the year that. He was kind of done so badly by the Browns. The fact that he's even still on the team is kind of amazing to me because they went out and they could have kind of like given him a chance to actually perform and play at, at as a T1. And instead they just went out and they got Austin Hooper, who was a colossal failure, if I'm putting it nicely, in terms of what, what they paid him and then what he returned for them. So uh, we know David Njoku is an athletic freak. We know what he's capable of when healthy. Now he's finally getting a shot. Um, it, the unfortunate part of it for him might be that he might not have a, a great quarterback throwing them for half the season. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But I, I'm all in on David and Joku, so I like him late. That's yeah, okay. We'll you're be not going to hear any TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson will be starting every week, so we'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, are we are we confident enough then, Zach, and him to say that we're going with a two tight end build, or are we trying to wrap it up here with a third one? I'm. I just want two tight ends, two quarterbacks, I want two. and so, Brian Robinson. Same. 
and and Brian Robinson for my hometown Washington Commanders. I love my commies. Can't get TDP, can't get Mark Ingram, but Lord, we can easily get Brian Robinson. Huh. Love how that worked out. Hmm. Can we take him? Can we, can we take him, guys? Playing to the host. Uh, I mean, are you going to let me say no? I don't think I really have a choice. Just Derek, he doesn't even honest. have the same bye week as any of our running backs. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> oh see, see, this is, it's all, uh, now I'm it's feeling all... like I'm being ambushed, calm. Um, wait, fine, wait. take Brian, take B-Rob. All right, wait, we're going to let wait. this one time out. Who wait. after that? Who are we looking at after that? I'm not too pushed on either guy in the queue, but how are we fitting? What are, what round are we in? <laughs> we're heading into we'll, the we're heading into round seventeen now. Uh, so we don't have we have a naked Justin Fields. Yeah. Oh, you want to get a bear? Let's do a bear. I, yeah. I, can, can we get my dude Ebner? You want Tristan Ebner? Yep, that's who I want. That's All exactly right. who I want. All right. And then as I'll make the pick for everybody Jones, that I don't mind. No, What's we're not that? going with Evil's Jones. We're going with really, really talented players. Why, why, why don't you, Derek, real quick uh, for the for the folks who don't know, give give the uh, give us the rub on Tristan Ebner because he is a guy who a lot of people have not seen us draft uh, on any of these shows. Uh, one, because he's a bear, and 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 two, because we just don't know a lot about him at this point in time. So, give us a rub on Tristan Ebner and why we should be considering him in the last pick or second to last pick of our drafts. Um, cause he's, he's hashtag good at football guys. Um, oh. I mean, to be Seems honest, I, I, I like Ebner because he, he won in a large field tournament like BBM three. You're only <clears> going to get what? 1%, 2% that maybe that. have him rostered. Um, I, I, Ebner makes a lot of sense for multiple different spots. I, I love his talent. First of all, cause he jumps off the page in different metrics He's legit, and you can make a really easy case for him. And I'm sorry, Brees Hall stands. I I apologize. You can make a really easy case. He was the most talented receiving back in this draft class. Um, yes, I understand he fell to the sixth round, but if you look at his receiving profile, it is legit nuts. He's been top 10, top 12 in yards per route run in each of the last four seasons at Baylor. He fits the outside zone running scheme. He is also big enough to handle a three down workload. I think he's what, 5'10", 210. And you marry all of this. If he hits guys, I think he's going to catch a ton of passes. Montgomery and Herbert are not plus receivers. Yes, I know Montgomery's been used in the passing game, but that still doesn't make him good at it. So I like Ebner because if he hits, he has a chance to be a three-down guy down the stretch if injury strikes. But if he hits, I really think he could be this this team's pseudo-Naheem Hines in that he catches a bunch of passes. The Bears are going to up their screen rate this year, and I think Ebner is going to be a big beneficiary of that. And honestly, if I'm looking at him more as a receiving talent, it's basically getting a wide receiver in your running back spot, and it correlates with Justin Fields and all of our Lions. You mentioned there Naheem Hines. What I heard you talking about was Matt Forte 2.0. That was kind of what I heard you talking about. I mean, I I, I threw it out there. He's Elijah Mitchell 2022. So. <clears throat> so, no, I think uh, like at this point, we're taking those kind of upside shots. And, you know, based on the profile that you're after discussing, <laughs> hopefully it's going to work out here for us. But as we look to wrap things up, Brian Robinson used to be that final pick. Now he is the third from final pick probably the time you know week one comes around he's going to be a top 12 pick at the rate that zach is moving single-handedly moving that adp up 
But um, I, I'm really pleased with how things are playing out. We didn't, you know, in hindsight, the Pollard pick could be the, the difference. So I'm, I'm not too bothered by that. I just wish that we had swapped him and Fields pick. Just it's very, uh, it's very, uh, you know, silly of me. But that's the one thing we just, but I think at this point, Derek, that Wendell Robinson pick, I think we have to say that Zach has really stepped up the game over that kind of three or four picks from there. That was really impressive. It was, uh, you know, it's nice to see Flex and the nerd muscles on the stream here um, with the scrolling and the clicking as fast as he did. Uh, personally, I probably would have choked under the pressure, so prop, props to the host here. It's not easy to uh, be a number one host and work in the queue at the same time. We've all had the struggles there. Um, that's the last nice thing that I'm going to say about Zach for the rest of the stream. And it's often, it's not about, you know, as Rocky would say, you know, it's you just have to keep moving forward. And we had that error, you know, earlier in the draft, but you were able to battle through it and, and show your true colors as we, we got that Wendell Robinson pick. It will be hilarious if this team goes and does something and uh, Wendell Robinson is the difference maker because that will just be amazing. Um, we are into the last pick territory. We will be the last pick of the draft. How are we, how are we looking here? There's a couple of options here in the queue and obviously there's a, a Bears option there who who may uh, there's well I'll say there's one Bears option there there's two Bears players in the queue <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are so uh how are we feeling here I, I cannot like it feels weird to think that Veska is going undrafted in these which you know I think is a little bit harsh um when we see the company that's going at this particular point of the draft although last year didn't work i would be open to him or pringle probably here is as my two options but i'm i'm willing to to let you make the final call uh go down a little bit zach i'm trying to see who else is here do we just need a wide receiver i don't think we need more yeah. backs all right let me do this yeah i'm in between better. pringle i would i would go pringle or terrace marshall but i think pringle makes sense for the fields team yeah that's what i'd be saying <laughs> all right let's do pringle hopefully i get this one right He's going to click on James we, Washington. We did. We got it. We got it. We, did it. we made it. We've taken a deep breath. We got there. Um, we did it. I think, uh, no, I think we'll run through the team here. I think it's in a really nice uh, position, really pleased with how things have played out. But yeah, there's. it's interesting when you get to the end of these boards and you talked about, you know, uh, Tristan Ebner and how much he will actually be, you know, drafted in this format. But we look at the end there and I know players are injured, the likes of Odell Beckham, for example, but in this draft, you know, him, LaVisca Chenault, there's a lot of other names that are going undrafted. And at like sub 1%, I think some of these players are going to end up being, especially the, the rookie players who people are looking at past production and not trying to get those on the roster. So you can differentiate quite easily in those later rounds as well. Um, how are we feeling here as we run through it? Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White, Kenneth Gainwell, Brian Robinson, Tristan Edner. And then we have Cooper Cup. Brown, uh, Mike Williams, Rashad Bateman, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Wendell Robinson, and Byron Pringle. And then we have TJ Hawkinson and David Njoku. <clears throat> Man, those wide receivers are they're, they're flaming hot. Um, and there's you know a couple of different stacks in there. We have Lamar and we have uh, him stacked obviously with Bateman, but then we have Pringle mixed in with Fields. And then we have the running back and Ebner mixed in with Fields. So I think... Uh, I think that's it's pretty pretty nice looking, and as as I'll say, you guys more than me were keeping us on top of some of those playoff correlations as as things played out. But uh, how are you feeling, Derek? As we we look at the team now in the the cold light of day, I I love this team. 
I really do. I love this team. I think that we stacked a lot of week 17 correlation. Um, and really the other part about it is not just to correlate to correlate or not reaching for correlations, but if you're making bets, we're talking about making correlated bets here. Okay. How many, how many things do I have to get right? Um, I'm going to select nine different players. They play nine different teams and Ooh, maybe they all, hopefully they all shoot out. Okay. Or you make one or two correlated bets. So basically in this team, we made bets that the Chargers and the Rams shoot out, the Eagles and the Cowboys shoot out, the Lions and the Bears shoot out, and we leaned into those things pretty heavily. Like, if you look at all how we have this team correlated, I mean, and the thing that I love about it is that it's the main bets that we made out of the team. Like, with us paying up for Cooper Cup, we laced it with Chargers around that. Same thing can be said for Mike Williams. Same thing can be said for our RB1 and our wide receiver too. So it's not just correlate to correlate. So you could post it on Twitter and be like, <laughs> look at all these teams I got together. It's it's if you're making big bets on the guys that you're pay paying up for the draft capital, then how are you correlating around them? Because that's, that's the core of your team. These are the players that if you're saying, okay, I'm going to take down BBN3, I'm going to sit there and be Scrooge McDuck in my way all offseason, I'm going to be backstroking in money, baby, the millions are coming, then you need to make bets around the players that you're paying up for, saying, okay, they're going to smash, and while they smash, they smash in the playoffs, who's coming with them? And so I, I love the way we built this team. You know, I think it's come out, come out really well. You mentioned the correlation, something that we've talked a lot about recently is, getting those correlations and trying to get those stacks, but not overpaying for them. So we'll see a lot of teams like take Cooper Cup in the first round. So they're trying to force that Matthew Stafford pick in, which I think is completely the wrong approach. And I know we have taken early with the back-to-back -back picks for Lamar and Bateman, but I think again, the, the price is a little bit different. You're not having to reach as much then to get that quarterback. So I think things played out quite well for us. We had really... Throughout the draft, there's only really two times I think we kind of got sniped. And the one that we didn't get, which you actually had planned before, was the Tony Pollard one. The other one then was the the TDP one that we didn't yeah, get as I well. I really but, wanted yeah. him for this you know, team. We, like, yeah. I would have loved that. But honestly, and, and this is the other part about with, with zero RB teams. And I, I love the running backs that we got because each one of these guys, outside of Ebner, but you look at these other guys – if, if an injury strikes, if if the range of outcomes changes on these players, Zeke goes down, Tony Pollard's a top five running back every single week. Talked about it before. Isaiah Spiller's a top 12 back. Rashad White, if, if Lenny goes down, he's going to be a top 20 back. And, I mean, we could just go, keep going down the list. Like, Gainwell is, I mean, he's going to be a top 24 back. And and so on and so forth, you know. Brian Robinson would be a top. He'd be a top fifty running back if if Antonio Gibson goes down. Um, so you know, there's that. <laughs> you want to definitely get them in that top fifty range for your running backs. If any anything between shooting for anything for. between two points per game to to ten points per game is is what I'm chasing personally. If Gibson misses the entire season, Brian Robinson's definitely you know. I don't know, a top 62 running back? Yeah, yeah. He's somewhere on the board, you know, flex territory and bye weeks. It is. This is all going to come back to bite us really bad because Robinson's going to have a great season and Zach is going to be doing victory laps uh, for the next couple of years over it. But Zach, how are you feeling with how the, the draft has played out? 
Well, I wouldn't be doing victory laps because at this point in time, I'm so heavily invested in Brian Robinson that I'd I'd be too rich for victory laps. I just I would just simply log off and you never hear from me he's again. He's just gonna but, ride. He's gonna ride circles in a golf cart that he just purchased. Yes, exactly, exactly. But uh, no, I I like this team. Uh, I, I I really like it a lot. I, I I think the quarterbacks have have really really fun upside and just you know you get to add the rushing element to both of them, which I think is is pretty exciting. I agree with everything. Debro said in terms of the the, uh, the the paths that these running backs we took have uh, to, to potential top top territory, of course, including Brian Robinson and that. Um, and, and, and I mean, I just think the correlations are fun. I, I don't think you're going to see nearly as many teams correlating things like Bears and, and uh, Bears and Bears and Lions out there, which I, I think kind of adds to it and um, makes 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 it fun to track over the course of the year. And then you know, guys like Wandale Robinson could very easily turn into um, the the kind of Kadarius Tony type player we briefly enjoyed last season uh, as well. So so yeah, I mean this this team's pretty explosive looking on paper. If this if this works out in real life, it's going to be a lot of fun. Have you the team written out on paper as well as on your computer screen? What's up? I said, do you have the team written out on paper as well as on your computer screen? You just said it looks good on paper, but I can only see it on the computer screen. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, I, I wrote it out on a notepad for for the boomers. <laughs> so uh, before um... we do. Hold the hell up. Seriously? <laughs> um, excuse you? Excuse you? You need to get outside and touch some grass, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get the fingers in the dirt. I'm but allergic. I, as we do get ready to start to close things off, we do, we've talked a lot about those uh, those unsexy uh, stacks. We're stacking those jets, stacking those lions, you know, stacking the bears, you know, getting access to those correlations at much cheaper prices. So we'll see how this team plays out. We did a lot of that here today we mentioned at the start of the stream but uh you can follow derek on twitter at dbro underscore ffb you can find all his work over at fantasy pros and check out their redraft kit and he's his team series that is ongoing at the moment so check out all that but anything else derek you want to mention before we we close out here that's pretty much it guys i mean look if we're all in the best ball streets uh try to max out these tournaments and get exposure to guys i mean we, we've hammered on the points of correlation, and I, I think that, that we kind of get caught in our little Twitter bubble and stuff like that a little yeah. bit too much in the sense of, like, we think everybody's correlating like this. They're not. Look at the draft boards. It, it, it does not matter. They're not. So we all think that we're doing this and everybody's doing this. They're really not. So keep doing this for your large field tournaments. And, yeah, I mean, everything on Fantasy Pros, man, we were pushing out a monstrous amount of content daily. Best ball kit, redraft kit. Uh, you can hear my loud ass on the uh, the podcast uh, three to four times a week, depending on where I'm rotating on and off. So, nah, appreciate it, guys. This was a lot of fun. Um, zero RB truthers. Rejoice. Unite. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, really, really fun. And I just realized, too, we have the underscore FFB twins on the show as well. With uh, You can follow Zach over there on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB also. But uh, check out all his work as well over at NBC Sports Edge. And, of course, you can check out my work on the Road of His Radio Airwaves. You can follow me on Twitter at OverTimArland. Let us know in the comments below what you thought we did wrong, what you thought we did right on today's draft. We're happy to look and talk to some of those. I'm sure people will love those wide receivers, but maybe not love those running backs quite as much. But uh, we are in a good spot. But thanks a lot to Debro for joining us. Thanks for everyone who watched in and watched along. And until we're back yet again, have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.